I am not like you. I'm still me, but better. I lost everything, and it made me stronger. You sure about that? I'm alive. With those people, those killers? Your people are killers, Carol. It makes you a killer. Welcome to Fear Me, a podcast about the Walking Dead. Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. I'm Stuart. And Scott. And we are going to recap The Walking Dead episode 13 of season 6, entitled The Same Boat. So, are we all on the same boat on how we feel about this episode? (laughs) Mm, Based on what you're saying there, uh, and your tone, I'm thinking we might be. I think we are. Yeah. How did you feel about it, Scott? Um... I tell you what, as excited as I was with Carol's development in the last episode, I was equally disappointed in this one. They're, yeah. huh. they're taking away my, my cold-blooded Carol. They're burying her. Uh, what happened? Well, I don't, yeah, I was, I, I was kind of torn on that, actually, uh, at what they were doing with Carol. But I think as far as the episode goes, um, I feel like they were going for high tension going into this one. And it didn't. I, I just didn't get it. It didn't. Produce. It wasn't. It was. Yeah, it wasn't working for me. No, I don't know if it right. was. I don't know if it was the captor, the villain Paula, that wasn't Alicia selling Witt. it for me. Oh. Yeah, or or what? But yeah, I coming into this when the end of the last episode when they're like, are oh, the names Maggie and Carol interesting to you? Well, you know, Stu. Part of the problem was is I think they tried to make. Uh, Paula and Maul and and uh, what was the other one? Shell. Mm-hmm. They tried to make them s- tried to make them sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Instead right, of right. making them villains, and you know, because there were certain points in there when you were thinking, oh, maybe Maul's not such a bad person. You know, when like when they were explaining to um, who to was Maul? Was that the the, the, old the lady. smoker? Yeah, the smoker. Paul Maul. Uh huh. <laughs> Okay. That's, that's what you were, should call her the rest of the episode, Paul Mall. Paul Mall. Yeah, when Paul Mall was... No, when they were talking to them about the fact that they blew up some of their people on the road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, you know, and, and Carol went into that crying thing about, you know, well, they were going to take all our stuff, yada, yada, yada. And, and, and Paula said, you know, well, so you were defending yourself, right? And she said, yeah. You know, she was actually seeing some reason with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, she turned out being cold blooded, but, but you know, Maul had a position where she was se- seeming to be sympathetic, you know, and, and you know, and I don't think Shell. Well, yeah, I guess Shell did too when she was talking about her losing her baby and all that yep. kind of stuff. So I think they were it. a little bit too sympathetic to get the tension going. Yeah, yeah, and I think that, I mean, they really had me going there with the whole Carol playing it up, you know, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I really liked the character of Paula at first, but by the end of the of the episode, I was so over Paula. God, I was so excited when she got chomped. <laughs> she is so annoying. That address is annoying. Yeah. And yeah. I'm so glad they got rid of her after just one episode. My God, mm-hmm. I would like poke my eyes out with a fork if I had to listen to her again. 
Well, she definitely seemed like she was. I, I don't know if I had much of a problem with the actress itself as much as uh, the character. The writing for her seemed really forced. Like she was like, "Oh yeah, well, when I come back, I'm going to kill all you." Mm-hmm. But it was you not. Know, she like she was. Tr- I know, but she was actually. It seemed like the writing her her lines were were trying to make her seem more evil. Right. You know, like she was trying to be more evil than no, she actually and, was. And, right, and maybe she was. Maybe she was trying to act that way. I mean, yeah. I get why. Why? I mean, to me, why it's called the same boat is because these people were in the same boat. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, no, so I get it's, why they it's have more that. that it's it's more that Paula and um, Carol and uh, Carol were in the same boat. Right. I mean, that was what they were trying to force. Sure. Sure. The whole time, which didn't work. I don't right. think it worked at all. No, I, I mean. Yes and no. I just think um, I don't think it. I don't think the writers created the tension that that those scenes really needed. No. Now, if they had, you know, if they had Paula in there as just this psychopath, and the other two ladies being somewhat sympathetic, that would have been yeah. different because you mm-hmm. would have spent the whole time wondering, oh, is Paula going to go off and just kill him? Whereas, you know, Paula gave little hints that she's not such a uh, nutcase a couple points you're thinking well you know maybe she won't kill him yeah you know i did not see the correlation between maggie i mean sorry between carol and paula's stories until they were talking about it on the talking dead it never even mm-hmm. occurred to me that they were similar people of similar backgrounds i mean they're not you know what i mean mm. like it just well it seemed yeah. like Seemed like everybody but Donnie had lost a baby on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're you're talking about just the uh, similarities between how they've changed and kind of what they've become, right? What led them to be the people that they are the, now? The basis of the whole theme, yes. the same boat. You didn't see that at all in the no. episode. No, <laughs> no. But I think I because I thought that I thought Carol was just totally playing it. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that she was pretty much acting the entire time. And but then towards the end, when you see her start to cry, it's like, oh, okay, she really is feeling something here. And she like, you know, going back to that whole episode where we see, okay, Morgan's getting to her like that's pretty obvious now. I, I, you know, I liked I liked the way they kind of left it last week where you saw her still as that badass killer. Yeah. But they gave a little glimpse that she has a conscience, too. Okay, leave it at that. Exactly. Leave it at that. Still let her be the badass killer. Mm-hmm. I, and it really, um, it was hard to tell. I mean, I know it was hard to tell what she was faking, what she was not faking. Mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. say this. She, um, when she popped off Shell, who yeah. was a knife, t- knife attacking Maggie, she did that pretty cold-blooded. Oh, she was not going to have anything happen to that baby. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was when but, we saw... The Carol that we all know and love, right? But yes. it, I, I, I didn't want to see Carol getting all shaky and 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 wimpy like that. I mean, to me, that kind of kills a really good character. I think that goes back to your your point of the fact that she, you couldn't tell when she was faking and when she wasn't. Right. I think the most tense tension you saw in the whole um, episode was kind of when they're leading them. Uh, taking them off to the kill floor place, wherever that was. Yeah. And you're not no, you're not sure where they're going. And then once you get in the room, 
it's not quite so t- it's somewhat tense but I, I guess uh-huh. I wasn't really that worried for Maggie and Carol because I was like okay well you know where's the object they're going to use to escape and then when I saw Carol pick up that rosary yeah. the first thing I thought was she's going to yeah. use that to escape right. she's going to use it to cut her cut and her she did so yeah. that's where it was like going through well, the entire episode she was constantly conniving the whole time to get out of where she was to me sure I and you know and I agree with you um and I would have thought it was brilliant, except afterwards she was wimping out too. Yeah. Well, the exact, that's where it was weird. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's I when was she just didn't like, shoot man, if Paul she had played the them, if she had yep. played them like that, that would have been fantastic. Yep. That would have really been a cool yep. episode. If she had played them the whole time, faking it, then that would have been pretty cool. But I don't want to see this vulnerable Carol. I know. I mean, I actually thought that she was pretty smart at the beginning because she was talking to them and trying to relate to them. And mm-hmm. she got them all to start talking. And she realized, okay, Paul Mall, she's like, she's dying already because she's got the, she's coughing up blood, smoking cigarettes. She's and then the whole emphysema thing going on. Yeah. And then the she other does. lady, Shelly, she's, she's sensitive to Maggie's baby. I mean, that was very evident from the mm-hmm. get-go that something had happened to her. Or a child well, she had a past. serious mat on, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So Paula was really the only one that she had to have any confrontation with. And if mm-hmm. she had played that, if she had picked up that rosary, I wanted to see it go in somebody's eyeball. I was waiting for that scene to happen, and it never happened, and I was so disappointed. But that's like, that's that's what the old Carol would have done, you know? Mm-hmm. And the old writers. Yeah. yeah I didn't true. get that. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, it's just a shame because I was, I was so much enjoying Carol's development in that last episode. And to me, this is just one big disappointment. Maybe that's why they're not announcing the writers ahead of time anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's underground writing. Because like the, the last three episodes, they haven't announced it, right? <laughs> they're they're letting uh, people who write in write the script now. <laughs> I'd love to see Daryl and Carol get back together again. Can we do that? Make her sensitive. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Well, we've already said a lot, but let's dive into the episode and um, talk about specific points in the episode that really affected us. A parallel I kind of looked at with this thing is I thought it, it was almost like Maggie becomes Carol and Carol becomes a... A mixture of Morgan and Sam. Oh, Sam. <laughs> wow, that's quite the mixture. She's scared of her own cookies. Yes. Poor Carol. She just, uh, I don't know, man, taking a step backwards. Of course, Morgan never would have popped off shell so, like he did. So Maggie becomes Carol. Maggie went psycho in this episode. Yeah, she sure true. did. I thought she was a little bit over the top, actually. Way over the top. Uh-huh. Jesus, they burn people and stuff? I mean, yeah. come on. Well, she's pregnant. Well, I get that. There you go. Yeah. You can be that. very emotional. Yeah. So, I've been hungry. <laughs> when she very... went off on on uh, Maul's head. Oh, she just would not let up either. She was relentless. But from the very beginning, my biggest beef was why did they even go to this place in the first place? If they were trying to make a deal with Rick and his people, why did they, why did they not just hang out in the woods? Well, I think they... they uh... I'll give you an answer to it in my thinking, okay? I think they were not truly understanding how many people were in Rick's group, Mm -hmm. that they could be all around them for all they know. So they went Mm -hmm. to a safe place, Mm -hmm. a place that they knew of that they could hold up in. Yeah. 
And that would be my thinking is why they did that. They didn't want to be just standing there in the woods. Because, you know, as far as they know, there was, you know, they saw eight people in the field, but they had no idea who else was around. I mean, they found Maggie and Carol in the woods. Right. Hmm. Right. I was, I was actually thinking very similarly to Kim. Just It was weird that here they are talking about the deal, and then they took off, went and hid in this place, but yet Rick was able to communicate pretty easily with them on the walkie-talkie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. So, um, I mean, it was a little far-fetched, but at the same time, it was like, okay, well, they're tracking them. So yeah. they probably knew they would track them. So, but at the time, I was like, what the hell are they doing? Where are they going? Yeah. And it just happened to be the kill floor. Like, come on. It's a butcher. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a meat pa- uh, processing place. Oh, I know, I know. But no, actually, I thought it was kind of cool. One of the things, you know, when they were staring at their feet as they were walking with the, with the coats over their yeah. heads. Mm-hmm. And the one thing you see is when they finally get in the building, they, that uh, one of the two has, foot hits up against a sign that says killing floor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I saw that. It said terminus on the outside, too. No. No, no I'm didn't, kidding. You jackass. <laughs> didn't you see the troughs? That's Come right. They, I was looking for those damn troughs. I can tell you that. <laughs> that still but scares so the hell out of, of me. Now we know of two places that Negan controls. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's got a network. Right. Ah, uh, no, but I is know. Negan. So, but Rick doesn't know that. Is Negan a person or is Negan everyone? Oh, Negan's a person. That's deep. Come on. Negan's everyone. I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah, they're just playing it off. Like, oh, I'm Negan, brother. of course. Well, after, you know, Shell relates the story of why she lost her finger, it's obvious that Negan's big brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's, uh... And she said she stole something? Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Stole gas yeah. to go find her brother. Yep. Yeah. Eh, that's right. Yep. So, evidently, Negan runs a tight ship. Yeah. Okay, so what did you think when um, Carol started hyperventilating? I thought, what? I'm, I'm actually, it. yeah, I'm actually surprised Melissa McBride didn't pass out <laughs> trying to do that. Yeah, that's very true. Well, you know, she has anxiety in real life. Oh, well, that helps. And and so I think she has a lot of experience. Um, she actually had to be escorted off the floor at Walker Stalker one time. Really? Yeah, because hmm. she was starting to have a panic attack from all the people that were there. I can imagine. Hmm. There's some pretty rabid fans out there. I know, so she's no stranger to this. And we would love all of you to call in at some time and let us know your feelings. <laughs> Give Scott we'll, right, anxiety. We we'll, get you on the, we'll get you on the air. <laughs> you psychopaths. Scott will hyperventilate. Actually, I probably will. <laughs> I, I totally thought she was faking it and she was trying to play them. Mm-hmm. Uh, right impressive. from the start. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. impressive faking. I mean, scared Carol. Well, I yeah, mean, Maggie looked Maggie. freak out. Yeah. Yeah, she, she definitely looked freak out. <laughs> Maggie's like, "What the hell are you doing?" I know. She's a nervous little bird, ain't she? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Molly Malls, whatever her name is, she was actually kind of funny. I liked her character. Mm-hmm. I agree I too. What was the guy's name that got shot? I don't even Donnie. remember. Don Donnie. The, with Donnie. Okay. Donnie. He brought up the fact that, oh, Paul, you're getting soft. You would have killed these people earlier. And I think that was the only thing, the only, like, bit of evidence of what we heard about Paula other than what she was saying. Yeah, good point. As her being being kind of a brutal person. Yeah, I mean, but but it was, yeah, it was definitely background. Yeah, it was like, you're getting soft. You did realize that she she would do that. Um, Yeah. Still, 
I would have liked to see her be even a little bit more bonkers. Paula? Uh, Paula. Paula. Yeah, she yeah, she needed to be scarier, a little crazier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all did. Maul was kind of crazy, but And also the prob- one problem I have with Paul with Paula too is you know, again getting back to why they went to the butcher or the uh, processing plant was, you know, for safety, I would imagine, mm-hmm. okay? Cuz they didn't know how many forces Rick had. Well, Paula seemed to always be negotiating from a position of power. Yet, mm-hmm. she had no idea what she was up against. She should have been a lot more scared. I mean, when, hmm. we, when we've seen, you know, episodes where Rick is doing this, Rick's looking scared as shit. Because yeah. he doesn't know what he's, mm-hmm. he's up against. Paula didn't seem to really have a whole lot of fear in that respect. Which, to me, means she doesn't really care about anything else except saving her own ass. Don't you think? Well, and yeah. she yeah, she was backing that point up with, uh, what, are you, you know, you're afraid to die? Like, why are you afraid to die now? Mm. Right. You know? Which like, was I actually mean, a really good line. Yeah, she was, I mean, she was kind of showing, you know, why should you be scared at this point of dying? Yeah. Everybody should be dead now. You know, you're lucky to be alive. But the thing that was surprising me was that they weren't prepared when they went in that safe place. Mm-hmm. You know, there was like ton. they had been overrun. Well, they're constantly killing right. off zombies the entire time. Yeah, or, well, excuse you know, me, they walkers. Said, they said they hadn't been in there like a year or whatever. And yeah, that kind of they were freaking out about right. the fact that the place right. wasn't cleared. Yeah, well, they need to put some walker traps up. I think so. So like glue oh. strips or just some baby gates. <laughs> yeah. Keep them out. Exactly. You guys. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> baby gates. I've seen that metal baby gate you got for your kids. That's you true. That would that work. Thing. They would just, they like, would just ah, topple ah, over it. Ah, clink. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't get up. <laughs> then Rogue would get him. That's their <laughs> That's dog, right. by the way. <laughs> so, so all of uh, Maggie's, or not Maggie's, but um, uh, Carol's stuff about mm-hmm. the baby. Okay. When she first started spouting off about the baby. That was fake, right? When Carol? Oh, you mean when she... You mean yeah. Carol brought up to Paula that she was pregnant? Yes, yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I, I, that's what she I thought playing, too. Yeah. She was playing her for yeah. sympathy or something. That's what I think. And I think I think it worked to a certain extent, but uh, but when Maggie then attacked um, Donnie because he punched Paula, I think then they yeah. were like, well, shit, this lady, even though she's pregnant, she's a force to be reckoned with. Uh-huh. And then they realized uh-huh. that they need to take her more seriously. But I think that's one of the reasons why um, they had um, Maggie and Shelly go off into another room to talk. Because uh-huh. Paula, well, I don't know. I mean, I think Paula was like, okay, you know, you both maybe lost a baby and you can like relate or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. And find out the information that they need to know about where Rick's people are and their community and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Except that uh, Shell was a little, uh, a little too rough. I don't think she was going to be sympathetic. Really. No, but I think she was sympathetic a little bit. A little but. bit. And of course, of course, Donnie's sitting over there going, "Well, she don't look, she don't look like she's <laughs> pregnant." And please, yeah. typical guy response. Carol, um, I keep saying Carol. Maggie is not just two months pregnant. There's no way. You mean as far as on the show? Yes. 
This is a sticking point with me that I have had issues with for the past few episodes, and you guys probably could care less about it. But Explain your sticking point. There yeah. was two months, they said, Con- two convince months. Convince us of its relevance. I am. Two <laughs> months went through, or went by, between when the wolves attacked and and Carl lost his eye, and now, right? Mm-hmm. And we already knew yeah. two months ago that Maggie was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I she agree has with to you. be at least three months, and they have an ultrasound of a nicely formed baby there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's bigger yeah. than, or she's more than three months, or and more than not, two months. And, and she should have a little bit of a belly by now. Uh-huh. Which means it should be causing her to slow down a little bit. How many, wait, how many kids have you had, Kim? Five. I've had five kids. I should know this. Yeah. yeah. But that means then there's maybe too many men writers. Yes, there are. And the relevance of this is that Maggie should not be able to do the stuff that she's been doing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, Are you trying to say that a pregnant mother would not be able to take on people like this? Uh, not the way she's I'll tell you this it. much. But, I I, think- you know, to your point, I'll tell you this. I, um, I can guarantee if she's showing more and so forth... They're not letting her go into that battle. Of course not. Yeah, that's true. Because it's evident. It's a physical or physical evidence there that they would see and they'd be like, no, 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 no you're pregnant. You're, nah, you're in a delicate way. You stay behind. Right, right. So, but like when she did the roundhouse kick on Donnie, I was like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> no way. That's right. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So when it, when Kim was like six months pregnant, she'd do a roundhouse kick if I got in the way of her ice cream. Yes, <laughs> yes. I actually that did happen, didn't it? Yes. Actually, it was more meat based. <laughs> <laughs> I was addicted give to me, meat. Give me that turkey leg, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One turkey leg? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Damn, honey, here. <laughs> um. But so so then we hear about Paula's story, her backstory, mm-hmm. and find out like why why she's as badass as she is right now. Which, by the way, I'm going to say once again that she annoys the hell out of me. But mm-hmm. I th- I think that was when Scott texted me a whole bunch of letters. It was a, it was a lot of Z's, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. That's right. I had drifted off at that point. <laughs> No, actually, I'll I'll tell you one thing about that scene I did like. We actually got to hear a little bit about what happened to Washington, D.C. Oh, that's true. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought that was kind of cool. Hey, you know, and uh, writers, take a note if you're actually listening to us. uh, Do that some more. Yeah. (laughs) Give us some more info on the outside world. Maybe when we see more of the saviors, we'll get some more info about that. Yeah, maybe so. Those people have been around for a while in that area. Mm Mm-hmm. So right before that happened, though, was that when, um, um, excuse me, Carol had asked for the cigarette right before Paula has that talk with her? Uh, yes, I believe I, I think so. it was. So she got that cigarette from Maul, and then yeah. she was like, all of a sudden, because right at that point, it was like, all right, she's not pretending anymore. Yeah. She's going to, you know, she's yeah, going to she Yeah, because she actually says to Paula, you know, you're going to die. Right. You know. And, she, still, and Paula said, you, "What are you going to do it?" She said, "I hope not." Yeah, I hope not. Yeah. But 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 Carol would have looked at her and just said, "Yeah, I already did." Uh huh. Oh. <laughs> I've already put you down as a notch on my belt. <laughs> That's right. Do you have your legs anymore? 
<laughs> I'm already visualizing it. Well, Give I'm actually me a minute. Sorry, I'm actually surprised that Maggie and Carol didn't talk Rick up more and the rest of the group and say stuff like, you know, they're coming for us and they're going to get you. Like, we never even Maybe they didn't want about... to give too much information, though. Maybe, but they didn't really talk about any of no. their... Either side talked about their other people that were with them. Because, like, right. Right. Paula never explained why she was waiting for these guys to come. Right. Did she? I think they were keeping everything close to the vest, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Because, you know, they even started wanting to talk to them about what their groups were like, and nobody was giving any information out. Yeah. Well, it right. seemed like to me that they weren't even wanting to make a trade at the start, or even halfway through the episode. Like, they were just planning for these other guys to come, and then they were going to take off somewhere and yeah. say, screw you to the other people. Because, I mean, at the very start, they were talking about how Primo wasn't even you know, it didn't really matter to them that much. Like, ah, screw that guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Except for Donnie, who was oh, looking yeah. for someone to fix his damn arm. <laughs> right. That's right. That's Prima, right. He did Prima's say the that, only one he? who can do it. Yep. Yeah. Um, but... Man, do you see Donnie's arm? When they showed that one picture of him laying on the ground, his arm was huge. Oh, I know. And it was like, it was all inflamed and dead looking. Oh, God. That was, that was really gross. It was actually really cool. It was was cool because (laughs) they were true to the symptoms of what had happened. And the fact Uh that they put a tourniquet on him, which, you know, kills your cells and um, cuts off the blood supply and stuff. That was awesome. That the writers Uh and the special effects people thought enough to pay attention to something like that. Right. And, and, And the other reason why it can be actually a little bit more horrifying than some of the other stuff is because it looks real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see the zombies, you always know there's a zipper on the zombie's back. <laughs> yes. But when you see stuff that looks real like that, that's different. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I have another bone to pick. So when Paul and all the other ladies left the room after um, Donnie was supposedly killed, well, he was killed. Okay. First of all, who killed him? I can't remember that part. He died on his own. But, Remember, they Carol or uh, Maggie was going in to kill him and found out he was already dead. But Paula, yeah, that's right. but did Paula shoot him? No, no, no. They tied off his arm one more time. But they remember they were Maggie was saying to them, "He doesn't have a half hour." Yeah, she said he's already dead. Oh, okay. You know, so he he just died. He just died of the tourniquet, you know, and was laying there dead. Because okay. I think I think Maggie figured it out when she opened the tourniquet and not much blood was coming out. Mm-hmm. Ah. And then he started moaning. Okay. I didn't catch that part. All right. So when Paula leaves the room and Malls leaves the room, why did they leave the room? Why did they leave Carol in that room by herself? I didn't get that part either. Um, what was the issue? They were running off to deal with zombies again in the hallways or something. Were they clearing it for they... when their guys got there? Because they said that the guys were like 10 minutes out or something. Yeah, they did. They yeah, that's what it was. And then you got after um, after uh, Carol and Maggie escaped, you saw Maul in the hallways knocking off. Um, mm, that's right. Knocking off walkers before they killed Maul. Okay. So they were they were trying to clear the hallways and stuff. It just seemed like there were bits and pieces of the storyline, like that, for instance, that just didn't make sense. They didn't explain it to my satisfaction as the watcher. You know, 
Unless unless they were trying to portray them as um, amateurs. Yeah, they were just disorganized. That didn't really know what they were doing. Um, You never should have left those two ladies in a chamber by themselves. Right, right. Which they did. And Um, and Carol found Maggie pretty easily. Well, yeah. Too. That's another thing. I'm like, come on, that place is huge. There's doors all over the place. Mm -hmm. And there she found Maggie just like that. Yep. So. She got that baby sense. She Mm -hmm. was sensing her out. Of course. Yeah. But when they found them all, um, trying to kill those zombies in the hallway, the song that was playing was yeah. awesome. Did you hear that? Yeah, song? yeah. The thump. I, the, yes, yes. They started playing it when uh, when Carol was getting out. Yeah, was escaping. Yes, very cool. I don't know what that song was, but it was super yeah. intense. Mm-hmm. It totally made the scene. I loved it. But yeah, it ratcheted up the tension in the scene. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, it was almost like a something you'd hear hear on. Like the Born, uh, the Born series. Supremacy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. One of those. Well, I think of... yeah, I think they started playing that actually when um, they started playing part of it when Carol was having her talk with Paula at first, mm-hmm. and they kind of started, you know, slowly bringing that song into play. It was more of a riff than anything. I mean, and it, they really started they 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 made it more prominent though when when they were showing Carol cutting through her her um binding yeah yep when she was trying to escape with the cro- with the rosary right. with the rosary right which i tweeted out jesus saves again there you go there and you i didn't go, get folks. the responses i thought i would so this is a real religious show that's <laughs> yeah. what we don't realize it's becoming that way uh-huh. mm-hmm. jesus does save with Lots those beautiful blue eyes romance mm-hmm. and religion how about it you could see him looking through the window with his toboggan. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think that was a walker. Uh, he was looking a little gaunt. You know, they did. Jesus. You know, I saw some um, images that were out on the web about like a bunch of the walkers that were in this episode, but you didn't really see him up close like you did like on in, on the web. Actually. No, I think the only one that they really showed that for like effect was the one right before they pulled the cover over Carol's eyes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think that one that was kind of stumbling out of the woods. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Right before they stabbed that one guy in the yeah. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's like every scene. <laughs> oh, I know. No, the image that I was saw before though, Paula stabbed the walker in the head. Yes, he, they pulled was, the cover. I thought um, one thing I thought was pretty cool. An image I saw was just a image of the um, the window to the cell. With the mm-hmm. walker's face in it. Well, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, that, that was, was really good. That was that was a neat image. Yes, it was just kind of showing how many of them were out there. There was like a lot of movement mm-hmm. around where they're. But they were, and they held. were completely nonchalant about them being out there too. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just kind of like, oh, yeah, look, yeah, look it's, at the it's window. Just like they're in the way. <sighs> more, more, more. Well, they didn't have to worry about them as long as they're stuck in that room. Because I guess they knew that there well, weren't that many about out there. Because right. they had no problem opening the door either. Yep. You know, Paula, Paula made a a, a point, if I remember right, probably a, a very good point about the fact that Rick wasn't a whole lot different from Negan. Yeah. Seeing he was the same as Negan, and that got that actually, I think, if I remember right, they showed a Carol's face, and she looked a little bit nervous about it. Hmm. Because she knows Rick's going crazy off the deep end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, and then it didn't help when when he knocked off Prima. Right. 
What did Paula say about that? I remember I remember her talking about the groups. She was yeah, she was kind of specifically talking about those guys. Yeah, I thought she was she was saying something to the effect. I'd have to go back and look, but um, something to, to the effect of she was she was talking or they were ripping on Negan as being a psychopath or something mm-hmm. like that, and she started saying something about you know that. Well, it sounds like your friend Rick um, is a lot like that. Yeah. Oh, what they that was when they were she was talking about how they um the friends got stopped by the the crazy guy on the road, right? Mhm. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, we knew it was Negan's man." Right. We heard, it, we heard we heard Negan's pretty crazy. Right. And they were in and, and Paula's point to them was, "Well, you just came in here and mm-hmm. slaughtered all our people." Yeah, right. Uh, and Rick was leading us to that really not sure oh that was when remember she said you're not the good guys that's yeah exactly that was awesome that was a very exactly yeah and and carol's face was like oh oh Mm -hmm. good point yep Mm. Mm -hmm. score one for paula it's very true there's a there's a thin line and i think that rick has crossed it now i think the the pictures that they showed of the people that negan had bashed their heads in on yeah. Kind of takes it to a new level. So Rick's not as bad as Negan. Yeah. No, I mean he definitely doesn't take souvenirs behind when he kills people. Exactly. He does it. He kills people for a reason. Mm-hmm. But but he's too quick to do it. Exactly. Exactly. And even when he killed all of Negan's guys last episode, I still don't believe that that's I still don't believe that that's what they should have done. I, there was no justification no, for it. No, there wasn't. It wasn't at all. And I think that's why Rick has suddenly become like this menacing, like bad guy. Yeah, well, and also you got you got Psycho Maggie running around saying, "We got to finish him. We got to finish him." Mm-hmm. Every time somebody gets injured, she's ready to cut him in there and just shoot him down. Now, see, for Maggie, I think that I think there's she said a, they had to end everybody. I think there's a bit of a reason for that. I mean, I don't think she's just going psycho. I think that just because the history of the things that they've already encountered since they came to Alexandria. Is she not satisfied with Glenn? (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm just saying that when they leave somebody alive, bad stuff always happens. Yeah, that's true. And so just, just kill them. Just forget about it and just get it over with. But that's still, that's pretty strong. It is. It mm. is. It's different from the Maggie we used to know. Yeah, I mean, when you got somebody on the ground who's injured and it's completely harmless, mm-hmm. and and she's saying, "Well, we got to end them." Yep. And she went to town. Yeah, it's a it's a new it's a new uh, it's a new Maggie though. It's a new world. Oh, stop it. <laughs> but they're in the same boat. <laughs> they really. I mean, both groups really are in the it's same. Not tomorrow boat. yet, though. Nope. But they're in the same boat. Yep. Oh, I tell you, you know one line I loved was um, when uh, uh, Maul got bit by Donnie. Yeah. And she turned around and she says, where are you, Magnolia? Oh, oh yeah. That was good. That was I great That line. sounded like a Stephen King line right yeah, there. Yeah, that was awesome. That was mm-hmm. very cool. I feel like I've seen that woman in something Yeah, before. she did. She did look familiar. I think she was in a trailer park near my house. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. You know, you know the lady who played Paula was in Dune. Really, way back in the day. Yeah, that was really? like her very first movie. Oh wow! Yeah, and then she was in Twin Peaks too. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I did and know that. And she was also I... on something else recently. 
Uh, oh, Breaking Bad. She was? Yep. Yep. Who'd she play on Breaking Bad? I do not know. I just read that. Oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> she was also Sybil Shepard's daughter on Sybil. Remember that show? Yeah. I used to oh, watch God. that show all the time. I did not. Oh, really? We'll have to rewatch that. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't have the same effect as it did back in yeah. what the 80s or something. Oh, no, it, oh it might have the same had... exact effect for me. <laughs> I don't think it had much of an effect then. I loved that show. Uh, that okay, awesome. well that's just, oh that's damn, wonderful. Kim. I didn't need to know that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sorry. You loved the Care Bears too, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> She's still annoying. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought uh, Paula's um, pots of water boiling story was a little lame. Mm. Oh, like that is ridiculous. Like, that story has gone through the internet so many times. I was like, oh, I told Stuart, I was like, oh yeah, I've heard this one. And lo- the only thing I could hope is maybe they did it as an inside joke or something using that. But I was just kind of like, what? Did, what the hell was that symbolizing? <laughs> Scott, could you go through that real quick? The story? <laughs> yeah. Just give us a little detail. No, please don't. I'm not going to. Yeah. Listeners, I don't, please I don't remember. watch I know the like, episode. I know there was a carrot involved and some coffee. A carrot, yeah. eggs, and coffee beans. Ah, yeah, that's the right. eggs. I forgot the, the eggs. They get harder. The carrot comes out mm-hmm. softer. The egg comes egg out harder. harder. And the coffee bean changes the water. I didn't mean exactly. for you actually to go through it, but uh, that's that's all right. You did open that you door. You did open that door. Ah, jeez. Okay. I mean, uh, it's the story was justified, but it was lame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know if it really fit into anything. She could have just said, "You see, the apocalypse changes people, dude." That's why we want to meet us on the kitchen (laughs) floor. Well, she was definitely through the episode much more less evil, even Mm -hmm. though she wasn't even built up that evil at the start. She was just Mm -hmm. nothing. At the end, mm-hmm. so uh, I think that's that's where it was weird. Where when Carol could not kill her at the end, couldn't shoot her at the end, it was like, yeah, "What the I hell totally are you doing?" And then she, totally she's walking closer that. towards her, and it was just like, "Ah!" I the, I thought that was the that was that was probably the epitome of the bad scenes in this one for me, as far as her mm-hmm, being lame. Agreed. And then right Carol. after that, uh, the other girl, Shelly, oh, Maggie, Shell, Shell, yeah, Shell. Cuts Maggie's shirt and yeah. then she shoots that girl on the head right away. Yeah, pops her. So, yeah, I think that's where I was. I I could definitely tell where the writers were going. Where it's like, and that's where I was getting forced was that Carol was, you know, here here she couldn't kill uh, Paula at all because Paula was just like her. But I was like, oh come on, she's not no. like her at all. No, no, she's not. No, she's not. And they and I think they tried to you know the the close up of Maggie's shirt after mm-hmm. she got sliced. Was trying yeah. to tie Carol's maternal mm-hmm. instinct into the thing, but I, I, it really didn't carry that well for me. No, I agree. I agree, and I don't. I think that even if Carol was totally losing it, she would have still killed that woman. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was unbelievable to me that mm-hmm. she would not kill Paula when she had the well, chance. She, all right, she was totally. She was trying to manipulate Paula. She, yeah, she heard this, the lame story from Paula, but she but still she, would have killed her. She would not have let her run away. Well, okay. Now, if she didn't run away, she should have just like let her run, gave her another chance to run, and didn't she didn't run? Shot her. Just popped her. 
Mm-hmm. They're like, you're not going to run? I'm sorry, you're dead. But the whole That's reason it. why they weren't letting them get away is because they didn't want Negan's other people to find out about him. Yeah, right. That's true. So, so why would you let somebody run away? I mean, that's what they were doing in the whole damn complex anyway. Right. Yep. And she certainly had no problem setting those guys on fire. No. I mean, that's brutal. Yep. That's yeah, worse than shooting yep. somebody in the head. Yeah. It, it just... It, sadly, uh, the that character development did... It was inconsistent and and did not make or and disappointing. Well, didn't Carol just after she killed uh, Paula? Then when she had to go, when they had to go deal with the other guys, didn't she say something or hint to the effect that the killing was getting to her or something like that? Um, and yeah. then they went and then I think Maggie said something like, "Well, you know, we just got a little bit longer." Yes, right, uh, and you're a little right. bit more yes. or something like that. Mm-hmm. She said, "We're yeah, almost right. done. Don't think about it." Yeah, right. That's it. But I think they're I think they're taking Carol's um, reluctance to kill maybe just a little bit too quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, mean, I agree. I agree with that. I thought sure. I thought showing her being you know somewhat um, remorseful of it was fine. I mean I thought mm-hmm. that 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 gave her even and and you know and to equate her to being the mother of the community as they did in the last episode. And and seeing her have a little bit of regret over what she's had to do, but still determined to do it, was a Carol I liked. That was a Carol I, w- I wanted to see going forward. Right. And then mm-hmm. this one, all of a sudden, they made someone who was terrified of killing anybody. Right. Yep. Right. Although I think I think that was followed by a great scene where they're trying to walk out of there, and Maggie just stabs that woman in the head after she's turned. Paula. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Paula is the turned walker. But it yes. but it really Well she was angry too, man. She's she yeah, she kicking was. to whatever it was on the floor. But it really makes me nervous for Carol going forward. What is she gonna do when they do come up against Negan and all of his men and whatever else happens to the community? And then at the end of the whole episode, Maggie, when she clutches Glenn, she's like, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, What? Now you're falling too. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who's going to be well, left to Carol fight? Carol was the one having problems. All I know is I, I, I'm expecting next episode we'll we'll see Carol walking down the street with a cane. Ugh. You know, <laughs> and get into some kung fu uh, yeah, fighting. Yeah, with Morgan. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think the only part of the ending that I really liked was when Daryl comes through the door and asks Carol, are you okay? And she says no. I'm like, okay, that's great. Fine. It's affecting you. You need a little support from your friends. But that would have been cool after she'd gone Rambo in that place. Agreed. Mm-hmm. That Agreed. would have been a cool line then, you know? Yep. Showing her vulnerability after she was cold-blooded killer. Right. You know, instead right. they spent the whole episode just wimping down her character. I know I know a lot of it was an act, but they followed later in the episode with showing that it wasn't all an act. Yeah, right. if, uh, the listeners cannot see this, but Scott actually has his head on the desk. He's so depressed about this right now. <laughs> Very sad. So sad. <laughs> I think um, I think this is one of the toughest episodes to podcast about. <laughs> yeah, well. I don't I mean, know. There, was a, there was a lot to it, I think. There was. Uh, there was a lot that uh, was not that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I don't, to be honest, yeah, I, I, I agree with Scott. In, in a way about the wimping out of Carol's character. Uh-huh. It was just too abrupt. 
yeah. for how much development has gone into how Carol does not have a conscience at all. Right. Um, she's screwing with kids, for God's sake. Right. right. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, yeah, let me come to Jesus. You know, and it was just that's where I didn't believe any of that for for sure during the entire episode. I thought that was like, yeah, she's playing them. Yeah. For real. Yeah. The only the real moment where it was, I guess, really brought forth that I was like, OK, this is ridiculous, was during that scene where she had to shoot Paula. Right. I was like, R- really? She's having a connection with this woman <laughs> that didn't make any sense to me at all. And then at the end where she's, you know, she is finally going up to uh, Daryl and saying how, you know, how tough it is. If they had stuck to her faking it, you know, with the hyperventilating and trying mm-hmm. to manipulate the people with the with their words and and so forth, um, if they'd left it at that and then had her go Rambo, that would have been great. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It would have been an excellent episode. It really would have. I would have really enjoyed it because that would have been playing the kind of Carol I want to see. Yeah, I... Carol who's smarter than everybody else in the room. I really wish that I could talk about the... Um comic book right now because i feel it just put into my head i wonder if the writers are taking this character in a certain direction so if any listeners out there want to talk to me about the comic book please write to me (laughs) i want to discuss this it's killing me yeah and and we are no help no you're not no because i'm not reading a comic book well we don't know how to read yeah there's that it hurts my brain it does man it makes my eyes sad Mm -hmm. i love talking do not like reading. Mm-hmm. I like talking. I like to mo- see moving pictures. Exactly. Give me symbols and character caricatures. <laughs> but this does, now that Maggie is back with the group, so that kind of throws a wrench in my idea from last week that she'll be the one that gets killed off by Negan. Right. Right. And I was reminded that of a I'm certain with Glenn. character, characteristic of Negan. Oh, uh, character flaw. That's right. Character flaw with Negan. Yeah. What's that? I don't know if I should say it yet. Oh, please share, please share. Should I? Oh, come on. It's it's a simple thing. Okay, well, he doesn't like to kill women. Ah. Uh, mm. So. That is a character flaw. Yeah. So may, Maggie might be safe after all. This Maybe is just so. so confusing. Not to say the, the writers would ever stick to that, though. No. Well, but true. But in the comics, in the comics, that's, that's the way it is, supposedly. Right. Yeah. No, that's a good point. We'll just have to wait and see. There's just so many possibilities. But Melissa McBride herself said that the the finale is like crazy ass episode. Really? Well, cool. you know what's weird is because I would normally think the actors would come out and say it's going to be extremely boring. Exactly. <laughs> well, God. <laughs> well, listen, I'm hoping, you know, I, I, I thought last week's episode was semi good, you know. This episode, I think, is one of the few that we can all three agree really was not very good. Yeah, agree. Um, so I'm expecting a real good one next week. God, we get to watch Father Gabriel walking through the fields with a gun on his back. <laughs> Looks mm-hmm. like a very serene moment for him. They've had three stinkers in a row, you know? Hmm. I don't know, stinkers, stinkers. But, yeah, I, I mean, it's still entertaining. I mean, Last I week had some had some positive points. Yeah, it did. It it did. But, but uh, they just went they just went over that line that we talked wow. about. Yeah, so they've kind yes. of taken us into negative town again. Yeah, they left a bad taste in our mouth, I guess you could say. Oh my god. Blood splatter. Hey, 
Speak, you know what I think oh, was a. Go ahead. I was going to say I know you know what is a good uh, contrast to how Carol was acting with uh, Paula this whole time was right after they get out of there and and Rick's talking to Primo and Primo says okay so tell us about your group and Primo says I am Negan mm-hmm. he just goes ahead and pops him mm-hmm. yeah well, I it thought was like I, major contrast like whoa all right I thought he was going to at least give him another chance right. or ask him another question well, I liked I actually kind of liked Primo's Primo's answer um because yeah. he says was he in the compound was he here and he goes well yeah both mm-hmm. yeah right that was that was actually a pretty cool line yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah yeah rick rick had none of it hey let me tell you something too you got a a colt python in there and you're blowing a guy's head off from a f- 10 inches away in front of a uh, concrete wall yep i thought that's of that too. not a real smart idea <laughs> nope <laughs> that bullet's gonna be traveling he probably got lodged in his brain I don't think yeah. so. Not no. It hit Daryl in the Not shoulders like, damn, that, Rick. That guy's head disappeared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he wasn't coming back. It was vaporized. <laughs> That's a big gun. Anyway, all right. So let me ask you this. Yeah. We were disappointed with this episode. I know that. But I was getting excited about the Flight 492 episode. That came oh, on. yeah. Oh. That was a good one. I mean, it's yeah, finally it starting to see some action. Yeah. When you get to the end of it and you see that window cracking on the Oh, airplane. that's right. I forgot about that. Yes. That was sweet. Well, I thought for sure. Was that just like the like a, a marshal on the plane shot? Yeah. Where, where did that gunshot? I don't even remember well, where the gunshot was, came from. Well, in the, in the previous episode, you saw him shooting at the zombie, and he was shooting oh, him wildly. Right. And I think, didn't the gun go off also when he hit the floor or something like that? The zombie was trying to nail him. I don't um, remember that part. But... But yeah, but I, I thought that was great. Still think the fat kid's going to be the survivor, but I did think that the Asian lady was a goner for a second there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did look. Well, like you keep man. calling him the fat kid, but that kid was climbing seats like crazy. He was. He's like a spider well, monkey. He was like a spider monkey. You'd be doing the same. Until lemur. You would be doing the same, <laughs> no matter how big you are. And he's not that fat. <laughs> no, he's not. I'm just no, comparing him to other people <laughs> on the plane. No, but yeah, the window's getting ready to crack, so. They're going to crash. They're going to yeah. crash in the water. I'm telling you. Oh, I agree. I agree with you. I agree it's with you. Awesome. I see flotation devices going into yeah. action. We've got, what, three more episodes? Yeah. Of this? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Strand's going to pull that kid out of the water. Mm-hmm. Oh. Be like, I could use you it's for something. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say really cool things to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have to take a break. You gotta I get to crazy. Go to the bathroom. All right, it's break time. All right, uh, too much information, but um, <laughs> we will take a break for a moment. We'll be right back. <laughs> Took us. They're all dead. Are you okay? 
Due to Carol's bondage issues, Carol's casserole counter has been moved to next week. Welcome back, everybody. Now it's time for listener feedback, which which we actually have some. Yeehaw! Yeah. Yeah, we got uh, a comment from on our uh, Twitter feed uh, in response to last week's podcast, actually, to at uh, Carol's Accoutrements wrote uh, about the ca- uh, cradle robbing comment. You guys do realize that Melissa is only three or four years older than Norman, right? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Maybe she is, maybe she isn't. But for God's sake, she looks a lot older than he does. Give me a break. Let's move on to the next comment. Irritated Scott. <laughs> Maybe a wee bit. Uh, I think I think Redis just portrays himself as younger. That's that. I think it's a good point. No, it's a good point. Don't bring it up again. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend Evan Brockman wrote in again. How about that? He wrote in to us on Facebook. He says, "Really great episode. The ladies ruled the roost." I was also glad to see the kidnapping of Carol and Maggie put to bed in one episode. Amen, brother. (laughs) That said, it was superior to the Beth episode debacle kidnapping, and certainly Maggie and Carol could have carried carried it a couple of episodes back to back had they chosen to write it that way. But Uh, oh my God, aren't we glad they didn't do that? Yes, yes. But Evan's right. I mean, it's that that is actually a really nice thing that that actually they've done a little bit lately. Um, better about which is not dragging stuff out too much yeah because they have yeah. had several storylines with they which they got to pretty quick the you know i think the glenn thing was the only one that really kind of dragged out a little bit mm-hmm. yeah. but well, since then they've resolved stuff pretty fast they've got a lot of story to tell now they can't let yes, it drag out no so I, no. i'm very happy this one only lasted one episode uh-huh. could have lasted half an episode and i'd be happier yeah, but they yeah. are really focusing on character to character to character. I mean, even though last episode was a, a good bit about Carol as well, this one was uh-huh. Carol and Maggie's problem. But um, you know, and then before that, they had Abraham. And... Right. Well, I'll tell you one thing too. Um, in reading um, people's comments online and so forth, it really is a mixed bag on how people felt about this episode. I mean, the three mm. of us didn't care for it, but. There was a lot of people out there that actually really liked the episode hmm. and really thought that there was a lot to offer in this one. Um, we didn't see it, but, but you know, everybody's got their opinion, and, and there's certainly nothing wrong with that. And, um, you know, if they would love to comment to us why yeah. that they thought it was so great, we would love to read it. Well, and, you know, people love Carol as a character. Yes, they, they do. love Carol and as Maggie. a character. Yes, and, but when I I think coming into this podcast, even when maybe we were starting back in the end of Fear, and we were talking about what was to come in the next season, I even said I don't really get Carol or why people like Carol mm-hmm. so much. I remember mm-hmm. you saying that. Mm-hmm. I I see it a little bit more through the development now. Um, now I've been analyzing it a little bit more than I had ever in the past. <laughs> but I don't I don't you know I. I still, I, I, I guess, I, I don't know. I, I guess I do like Carol a bit more, but a, a good bit more, but um, I'm not quite so sure why people are so infatuated with Carol. It's because of her background, mostly. It's yeah. from where she started to in the whole series. Because it was just a rough beginning. Yeah, to where she is now. I mean, she was so meek, and she was under um, 
what's his face? I can't remember his name. Yeah, Ed. Um, I think it was Ed. Ed, yeah. She was under his thumb, and he mm-hmm. was beating on her, and and now she stands up for herself, and she can keep her own, and um, I think she protects people. I think know? the one that the the episode for me, you know, at least in my limited memory, my the episode for me where it really turned to where I was really interested in the character was the one with the two girls. The two Lizzie young girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was right. an intense episode. That was, was my favorite episode of the entire series. And and Carol Carol had to be pretty cold blooded because uh, what's his name wasn't gonna help. Um, Tyrese. Tyrese. And and I think that's where she almost kinda scares me a little. Right. That's what I like. And about th- and that's what I mean, but that's maybe why again, yeah, you're about to say it. That's why you like her. Yeah. Sorry. But um yeah, I, 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 to me, that's where she's she's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And even when she got into um, Alexandria, she was, you know, like let's regroup and talk about this as a group kind of thing. But she was, you know, she was very defensive towards the other people, which is fine. I mean, I understand that you know they've been trying to fight people off for a long time. But character or Carol as a character was uh, much more defensive than anybody else, even Rick. Yeah, towards other people, I, I outsiders. Lo- I love the scene when she brought the casserole to um, the wife beater. What was his name? Oh no, yeah, that was yes, that and was. She's good. tapping the knife up against him, you know, and yep. saying, "You know, I could just kill you right now," and well, no one would say a word. Carol got pretty intense, pretty quick when she entered Alexandria, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think that's what's taking a toll on her. Well, she got she she definitely got more. Um, she was hiding more. Yeah. When she got yeah. into Alexandria, um, she was and definitely from very. Yeah, but she was definitely hard, harder on the inside than she was letting on the outside. Right. She was giving the happy face to people, but really, you know, kind of slinking behind the lines and thinking, you know, I don't trust this situation. Mm-hmm. Well, when the wolves attacked and she killed that one woman on mm-hmm. the back steps while she was hiding, I was like, man, I mean, that was a rough scene in itself. Yeah, but Carol's had a lot of rough scenes. Yes, she has. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's why people kind of like her. I mean, she's she's she is a badass, um, but she's smart as hell too. She's cunning, mm-hmm. very cunning. Back to our original point of this entire episode. Mm-hmm. It was lost. All that cunning, all that yeah. smartness was lost in a few bad lines. Yep. Yeah. But hopefully they don't continue it that way. Yeah, I hope so. All right. Well, we have some news items. Let's do it. One. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That would be news item. News item. (laughs) Um, This next thing I wanted to talk about just because I thought the trailer was pretty badass. And then I found out that there actually is a connection between this movie that I'm going to tell you about and Fear the Walking Dead. So um, Hmm. it kind of works. But... The new Tim Burton movie, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Mm-hmm. The trailer was just released, and it is amazing. I cannot wait to see it. You've got to see the trailer. Um, it's based off the novel by Ransom Riggs, and it stars Samuel L. Jackson, Kim Dickens from Fear the Walking Dead, mm-hmm. our mom, Eva mm. Green, who was in 300, and... Um, Dark Shadows, also Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Yeah, right. And then also Dame Judi Dench is in it. And mm-hmm. this is the first time she's ever starred in a Tim Burton movie. But um, I can imagine. 
It's <laughs> it's a movie about this boy named Jake who discovers clues to a mystery that spans different worlds and times. And then he finds Miss Peregrine's home for peculiar children. And hmm. the, it talks about all these mysterious people that he encounters and these situations. And it's crazy. All these people have special powers and stuff. It's awesome. Special effects are great. It's very dark and mm-hmm. like demented almost. Very, very but Tim it, Burton. Very Tim Burton. But like kid, <laughs> you know, like kid-like. Yeah. Um, but the movie is in post-production right now, and it's supposed to be released hopefully around Christmas time. So, What was the connection you said to... Oh, because of uh, what's her name? Kim being Dickens. Kim Dickens. Yep. Yeah, and I, you know, I had completely forgot about Kim Dickens being on House of Cards. Yeah. She plays a pretty oh, right. badass character on that show. Where yeah, she's and if the, we had the editor, if we had continued that show, we would have probably noticed that. Yeah, because oh, she's back true. on the show. Yeah, she's splitting duty right now. I know she's doing a lot of stuff. She's getting mm-hmm. big. Yep. Um. The other thing that I just wanted to say is that we're probably going to have some guests coming on our show pretty soon. Oh, that's right. Really? Yeah. So. Ricky Nelson? Isn't he dead? Yeah. I think so. (laughs) Well, let's get him on anyway. Walker Nelson? Um, I've been working on my impression. (laughs) One of our friends, Brian Ross. Hey, Ross. um, Is planning on coming on for the season finale in a couple weeks. Oh, not that guy. Really? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he's going to tell us his perspective of the episode and what he feels is going on. And um, we're hoping to have some more guests in the future. I've um, mm-hmm. been talking to some people. So we'll see. And hopefully that means also celebrity guests. Mm-hmm. Yes. As we become more and more popular because more and more of you write in and give us props. Yep. Please. Yep. Well, yeah, we've been yep. talking to some fellow podcasters out there and who uh, want to do some crossover stuff, and and uh, so we'll see how that works out. Yep, Very I'm excited. Cool. We yeah, we're go- it's going in a good direction, uh-huh. and we're we're having a good time doing it. Yep, but if you do rate us, that means that the celebrity people will actually see us more and be more willing to come <laughs> on our podcast because exactly. they'll they'll know that we are not total losers. And so. think about this, folks. There's oh, one real you. big advantage to this. If we bring some other people on, you don't have to hear us as much. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. So we'll have some people on here who might make a little bit of sense. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Well, next week on The Walking Dead, which is going to be season six, episode fourteen, twice as far. Two separate groups leave Alexandria for supplies, and while both worry about the future of the community. They will face immediate danger. How about that? Uh, mm. Director is going to be uh, Ulrich Riley. Um, as far as we know, he does. we haven't seen anything with him doing Walking Dead stuff yet, but um, he's also directed Once Upon a Time and Revenge episodes. Okay. Um, and the writers, yet again, we have no clue. I think they're <laughs> in hiding right now. They are. <laughs> they're ghost writing at the moment. I think they're just taking listener comments and putting them on. That's what Is I was Melissa say. McBride just writing right now? <laughs> it's, I think so. It's like a <laughs> game of telephone or something. Yeah. It <laughs> really String is. it all together. Oh, but anyway, we have that to look forward to next week. <laughs> so it sounds like from this description that they're probably not worried about Negan. No, no. I think He's we get to the see, radar. like I said, Father Gabriel walking through a field with a gun on his, bi- on his back. Mm-hmm. Looking very serene. 
And we got three episodes left, right? Three episodes. Yep. Yeah. All right. That's kind of easy. And then we get to get back to our real show. Fear Fear the Walking Dead. I'm psyched. I'm psyched, folks. I'm ready to see that again. Yeah. It's going to be cool. (laughs) Why don't we wrap it up, Kim? Okay. All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. You can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and, of course, iTunes. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to us. And do not forget to rate us, especially if you want to have celebrity guests on here. Um, You can find us on Facebook and also on the web at www.fearmepodcast.com. And if you want to get in touch with us or send us your thoughts on the episodes, you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week to recap episode 14 of The Walking Dead. Thanks for listening. Bye. Good night, everybody. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. Look at the Irish to ya. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. Bye.